So, Joe, did you have your wheatgrass this morning? I did. Two cubes over four. here. Four. I had four. four. I missed yesterday, so I was like, I got to I gotta catch up. Over Show yeah. off. Yeah, I did two this morning. I figured with our guest today, where we're heading to go, mm-hmm. I needed to I need to power up and have the healthy stuff before we got there. Yeah, and then just, you know, fall off the cliff completely. You yeah, know. then cookies. Sure. Cookies. You know what I and had before scones. I went there? What? I had an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> And, and, and then and, I went there. And, and then pie for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> is that your plan? Yep. Okay. What was that muffin you were eating when we got there? That was my second breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> One cookie does not a breakfast make. <laughs> We've got a hobbit over here. So, yeah. So, we packed up the tub again, hit the road. The podcast at the road didn't go as far as Metamora this time. Uh, well, a little north of Lansing to uh, do it, to meet, talk with Linda Hunt at the Sweet Delicious Bakery. Uh, she's our guest today on the Cold Oatmeal Podcast, and uh, I don't know, Joe. Did you like it? I didn't. I didn't try it. I'm too disciplined. I'm too. I'm too good. I did not. I did. I'm sure it's delicious, but I, I did wow. not partake. Well, what, so, how about you guys? Tell me. Was it? Was it? Was it amazing? Did it, I miss was, out? it was. It was. I enjoyed enough for you and. Okay. Me. <laughs> well, I'll sleep fine at night knowing that I missed it. It tasted be okay. better than wheatgrass. It was divine. Yes. <laughs> it was divine. <laughs> You're listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Are we recording a new intro this season? Why? I'm just wondering. Are you saying that you've had enough of Sarah Humbry? No, 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 no. I, mean, I, I love Sarah. I would like to be a part of the intro. I think that right. would be nice. Well, why don't we work that little line in? That was good. Yeah. I'll, I'll find a spot for it. Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really? I was distracted staring at Joe's Cold Oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his It's, it's always here. It's always here. And by the way, the, the, the ratio of like, fruit to disgusting is like 1 to 10. It's got some disgusting stuff in some fruit. There's nothing disgusting. One part fruit. What's, what, what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it. But it, it looks like cucumber mash and maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your... <laughs> Okay, welcome back. This is Matt Resch of Resch Strategies, and you are listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. We are on the road again. Joe's favorite favorite activity, taking us all, packing up the this tub, fine. hitting the road. Um, no we are in a, uh, well, well, we'll see if you can guess. Well, we'll guess eventually. We're in a we're in a bakery. Okay, so don't guess. Two minutes. Yeah, like, how are you going to guess? Might be a little tough. Right? Yeah, but no, we're in a bakery today, and so that's the, the background noise you might be hearing. So yeah, so uh, Matt Rest Rest Strategies, uh, we are a public affairs and a public relations firm in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, you can find us at reststrategies.com. Uh, we are also on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram at Rest Strategies. Um, all of our podcast episodes, and this is number thirty-five, are on our website. Uh, they're also on iTunes. So if you are an iTunes listener, we ask that you subscribe. I usually get the podcast a little bit early if you're a subscriber to iTunes, and then you can rate us and rank us and say very nice things about us. We'd appreciate that. And then lastly, we uh, call the poll, uh, podcast is also on Twitter, at uh, Cold Oatmeal Pod. Um, I don't think, do we, Nikki, do we have any Twitter polls this week? I don't believe so. Okay. Thanks for checking. Whoever runs <laughs> <laughs> Well, whoever runs it, I didn't see that pop up. I didn't see any, so I don't see it. But, okay. So let's go starting with my left. We'll go uh, around and introduce yourself. Nikki O'Mara. Laura Beal. Joe Bashi. Nick DeLue. Stephanie Vancouvering. So some of them, I'll let you all speak for yourselves, but some of my favorite episodes of this podcast have been when we've gone and talked to people who have started something or taken a chance to start something and grow something, grow a business. I'm thinking of like somebody like David Kozacek, even though David wasn't around 160 years ago to start Kozacek's, inherited it from grandfather and father and now runs uh, Kozacek's. So I think of Victor uh, Zenawagas, the, the White Horse Inn in Metamora, mm-hmm. Karen Steffel and Render. Um, folks like Dwayne Gill, the comedian cop. Um, our guest might remember Dwayne. You remember Dwayne when he was on the Governor's Detail? Now he's a comedian. No. Okay. He might have been after me. Okay. And then you know someone like Deb Hart, uh, who left the radio business and started uh, a yoga business. So today, I think this episode may take the cake in this category of. Oh. I put that in there to make sure everyone was see if anyone was listening uh, before we got started. So we are in DeWitt, Michigan this morning. Uh, we are at the Sweetie Licious Bakery <coughs> Cafe. Um, not, ex- not an exaggeration to say that we are surrounded by some of the best pie in America. No. Uh, 
No, it's seven. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it. Seventeen first place championship pies. Is that still a current total? Nineteen. Okay. So wow. Nineteen. <laughs> wow. First place chip pies. Is it still two best of show, or have you added a best of show to that? No, nope, nope. I haven't. No, just okay. Yeah. Um, appearances on the Today Show. Steve mm-hmm. Harvey mm-hmm. Um, named Michigan's best pie by M Live. Yes. So that voice you're hearing is the creator of Sweetie Licious. It's Linda Hunt. Uh, she started this business in her home in 2002, and now has shops in DeWitt and Grand Rapids. Linda and I also worked to, with each other years and years ago, back in the governor's office on the third floor. And I remember you often brought things in to eat. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us. Oh, it's fun to get you, on the road. It's really great to be. I'm just so excited. I didn't realize that such a posse would be here. Yeah. <laughs> so thank gosh we're at a bakery because if you were a house at my house, I don't know if I would have had enough. But we have lots of scones. Lots to choose from. You guys have to dig into those scones there when you're not a, talking. Yeah. There is a beautiful plate of blueberry scones right in front of us. It's very yes. tempting. We will. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're taking pie home. So just so absolutely. You know. uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I mentioned to if my wife insist. this morning that I was headed to a bakery <laughs> for the podcast. She mm-hmm. goes, oh, a bakery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I said, I'll bring a pie home. I'll bring yeah, maybe yes. two. <laughs> Good. So let's get started. Who taught you how to bake? My mommy. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yep. I from also a had... child from early early age, like a um, little girl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We used to make pie with her, and then a lot of... I teach... I've taught baking classes since the beginning, and um, a memory for a lot of people um, is the leftover crust you would put butter on it and cinnamon and sugar and we were able to roll them up and then make little cinnamon rolls those are my favorite my mom does those and that's yes. better than the pie like, <laughs> people say that yeah. and it's a memory for a lot of people and it's um it's been yeah uh, so she always had pie um we were pie people instead of cake people so um every holiday every event every potluck Every church gathering, it was it was always pie. Um, but my grandmother and, and my my aunt Margie were also huge influences on on cooking and baking and um, just just the connection of love and nurturing and all of those things that go along with cooking and baking um, were just really true to my heart and were you know just was who I was, you know, but it took a little while to get to that (laughs) point of like knowing, wow, this really is a gift. And this is something that I need to do for a living. So, so when was that moment, that moment when you took this hobby and this, you know, this passion and thought, you know what, I'm going to make a business. I'm going to make a go of this and make a business out of this. Well, it was always a dream of mine. So I graduated from MSU in elementary ed. So I come from a long line of teachers on both sides. And, um, and, my husband had a business, um, we, we were high school sweethearts, and we got married, and he had a business that failed, and um, when I graduated, that was in like 85 or 86, something like that, and um, from college, and there were no teaching jobs. So um, that's how I ended up in the governor's office, because okay. um, I was, um, I'd had my first baby, and Ellie, um, who actually is my general manager, which we'll talk about later. Is she the one who greeted us I'm the sure door? it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so... During that time, I ended up working in the governor's office. Um, but prior to that, when we um, were on our honeymoon in Cape Cod, there was a little pie shop, and it was called Pie in the Sky. And uh, I remember telling my husband out loud, and he remembers it too, um, like, this is what I want to do someday. Someday I want to own my own pie shop. And, um, you know, 25 years later, I did. I'm, I'm a huge believer in dreams, and I think everyone has to have some kind of dream um, whether it's a personal or professional I think people need to have a mission statement in their life to really like what do I want to do um, so I worked the governor's office and worked different jobs and literally had an epiphany that um, that baking pies and all of that was really worthy and it was a real gift you know I always brought baked goods as yep, you remember yep. um, to the governor's office and everyone used to say why don't you do this for a living and was like, I don't have money to start a business I don't have a degree in, in a business how can I do that you know even though it was a dream of mine I, I really didn't know how to do that and that was a long time ago where um, there really wasn't um, 
places or places to go to kind of figure that out. But when I had the epiphany, like, I really have to do this, I quit my job. It was right around 9-11, and it really became very clear that I, I need, you know, life is, is, is not going to be forever, and I need, I need to do this, you know, for, for me to, to really find my, my mission, you know, because for me it's not just baking a great pie, and it's not just about... Um, winning awards, which, you know, all were wonderful, um, but it was bringing really love to people. So my mission is, and you can see it up there as well, but it's about love. It's about bringing, when someone comes in here, it's like having someone over for dinner. Even though I may not know that person, um, I get to know them and I get to love them in a way um, you know, I get to hug them and, and love them and they get this wonderful food and they get to take it home. And so it's kind of like having a pie that your mom or grandma made. Um, I always say if, you know, if I can't be first or second, if I can just be third, you know, maybe this pie isn't like your grandma's or your mom's, but, um, you know, and lots of people will answer like, my mom never baked or she never cooked. That's the number one. I'm like, yay. Um, but, but whatever that is, it's, it's much more than just a pie. And I've heard that over and over. And I've literally had people cry when they come or they leave because they feel that energy. And um, so that's my mission. That's why it's special. And all of the accolades are, are just frosting, did so you, to speak. Um, did you start out with doing your own family recipes and then grow from there? Or how yeah, did that work? Um, well, I did when I quit my job. So it was a big financial sacrifice as well. Um, but it was, you know, it was a calling, truly. And so it, it had to happen. And um, so what I did is... Um, I researched, I'm a big, obviously, vintage person, retro person, so all of my cookbooks, and um, I have gazillion cookbooks, and they're all vintage, so I went through those, and I started finding old, old recipes, um, and my mom's recipes, and then I just kept honing them, and trying them, and trying them, okay. over and over, from the different cookies, and then some reason, God gave me that taste buds, um, my daughter's a food scientist, the ones that who um, oh, who's awesome. my general manager and we found out and she has it as well they're called super tasters so our taste buds I, I didn't know this but they're different levels of that and so you can taste all the um, nuances in a flavor so when you you know depth so I for some reason I was always able to do that um, so doing all that was um, wonderful I mean it's still my favorite part creating all the different kinds of recipes and the different kinds of pies and cookies and cu cupcakes and so um, did you I, eat, not to interrupt did you eat differently once you figured out you were a super taster like whoa I have this superpower. <laughs> I, can, I can taste I taste things better well, than other people well you know what I think eat. it was really kind of it just again everything kind of made sense because um, uh, my brother-in-law doesn't really like food and I'm like how how can this be? Yeah. <laughs> how can you not like I don't food? understand people like that. I know. Either. I love eating. Yeah, yeah, and I would give him a pie, and he's like, it's good. And I'm like, it's good. You know, what is that? <laughs> I want to hear it's great. I know it's great because I tasted it. I'm a super, but I didn't know that at the time. You know? <laughs> but it turns out that people have different levels of taste buds. So, um, so, again, you know, I can't judge someone if they, you know. So, everyone remember, don't judge someone if they don't like your food. <laughs> they, may be, they may be an under taster, not a super taster. Don't so. tell my kids that. They're going to yeah. use that as their talking point. Look, Dad, I'm an under taster. I not, that's why I'm not eating this. <laughs> so you mentioned the brand and the vintage, the look. There's very much a brand around the Sweetie yes. Luscious. Was that part of your dream, too? Or did that that's come just, along you, you with probably it? Remember, that's just who I am. Okay. So a lot of people remember me from high school. You know, I always, as much as you could find, you know, vintage things back in late 70s early 80s so I mean it wasn't like there was vintage dresses shops and of course there was no internet or anything like that which is so wonderful but um yeah I always dreamed of having a farmhouse like my grandparents and so things that you see here when the people come to my house they're like oh my gosh it's just like the shops you know so yeah that was the gun it's a Nate thing I think um I think of an old soul and I think so all of this is very natural so it's not um it's not like um cookie cutter franchise I remember when obviously you can come in here and see that in both shops and Grand Rapids as well but um, it's just how I decorate and it's just who I am so all of that okay. it's very natural so how did you learn the business end of this you decided to take your dream to reality and you mentioned that there weren't a lot of resources available for that how did you figure out how to do it trial and error or did well there the somebody had told me at the bank because we ended up 
getting this, I didn't wasn't able to get a loan. So, um, so we ended up doing a um, home equity loan. So I went to the bank and. Um, but let me back up a little bit. Prior to that, I had, you know, quit my job and then um, started out on my back porch on my farmhouse and the farm market here in DeWitt. So um, I just started that with a group of people. And um, ironically, that was before I quit my job. So I always wanted a farm market. And um, and this was, you know, again, a long time ago. So this was 15 years ago, kind of before there are what they are now. So we started that. And um, ironically, at that same time, um, around that time I had quit my job and, and decided to do it out of my back porch so I was able to sell them here at the farm market I have many a customer um, that still comes in that from those days they always talk about my old Bronco and I opened up the back and um and then it, people would come on my back porch and um, you know I had a little bucket and they would put money in. I have an old fridge, that old fridge, mm-hmm. that they would, their cream pies were in, and the rest was in a little, that little pie safe that you see. Um, it's a green one here, and um, that's vintage too, if anyone likes vintage pie safes. And um, so they would pick up the pies, and I would greet them, and they, you know, I have chickens, and they still talk about, you know, the whole, the whole farm thing. And um, I, I started to realize that I needed to be around people. So. I kept getting more and more hints, and I'm um, I'm a spiritual person, and I believe that all of those hints sometimes are happening, and sometimes um, we ignore them or we're not really attuned or not ready to hear them or see them. And I was ready, um, and so all of a sudden I realized that I had to have um, a real pie shop and, and go to that level, and that's when I um, and there wasn't internet, but it was you know not like it is now there was no google so it was like oh how do i you know figure this out and um so there was small business there was a some type of flyer that i saw somewhere and i went to um the small business technology center at lansing community center and um tom donaldson who's now the director um he was starting off there he was a business person and he helped me write my business plan do everything. They also had legal help, which they still do. Um, so I trademarked all my names um, right at the beginning, so I could have them um, and and move on to you know I always big grandiose dreams of you know having them everywhere. Um, I don't necessarily have that same dream now, <laughs> just because you know it's just a lot of work and stretch in a lot of places. But um, not because I don't want to necessarily but uh so i started with him and he helped me do all of my back work so that was how i started the business on so i felt more confident and then believe it or not um this little shop it's a thousand square feet um and i used this used to be my a hair salon i used to get my hair cut right here <laughs> and see my mission statement it's a big five foot board here at the shop underneath there was where i would sit and i would say someday this is going to be my pie shop <laughs> oh that's amazing it's, it's pretty cool and um she was moving next door and asked me if i could if i did this so this was all done um by my whole family and my husband's family so we all did all the interior work and painted and drywalled and and opened up in 2005 wow. and so and when did you open your grand rapids shop five years ago okay so 2014. So can people get your your goodies anywhere else besides those shops? Blue Owl Coffee. Yeah. Okay. Um, both in Rio Town Lansing and in East Lansing, they just opened. Um, he's been a longtime customer of mine, one of the owners. So I normally don't do that, um, only because I'm really picky uh, on on my quality, you know. And our, you know, not this basically scone, I mean, it's just like you'd make a home. There's no preservatives. I don't have any artificial things, um, which is why I think we've always been so popular. And there's, you know, um, nothing cookie cutter about any of any of our um, items. So that's what's kind of fun too. Again, you'll find herbs and things and um, different taste sensations. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, really am particular and very guarded with all of my food so I I love him and I know that he's um, he takes really good care of his customers and his coffee and our wonderful baked goods so can we talk a little bit about the 19 cha- national championships of course um, how does a pie competition work 
So, um, a little backstory before. Is it all I, super tasters in a room? Do you have to be a super taster? <laughs> well, there to be are a judge? super. Ta- <laughs> there's super tasters, and actually, if you think about Florida, there's a lot of retirees, and that like pie. <laughs> <laughs> so my future um, job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so um, there are a lot of people like that. You know, just general public that also participate, but a lot of chefs and and. Um, so I had seen the Food Network Pie Challenge um, before I ever, you know, started the shops. And I remember watching it, and it, it's no secret that I suffer from depression, which is always a weird dynamic because, you know, I'm, I'm such a happy, you know, real, true, happy person. So um, I've always told people that when the black cloud comes, um, it's pretty dark, you know. And um, I remember watching that, and I hit it during the governor's office and all of those that time when my girls were little I'd never wanted them to ever feel that energy from me um and so um I was able to thank gosh some people aren't able to do that and um when I was watching it I remember being um sad and melancholy watching it and wishing I could you know follow this dream and I um saw them win and I remember kind of being a little bit in the fetal position, watching it on the floor in front of the television, nobody was home, you know, really weeping, wishing I was smart enough and good enough um, and to be able to do that. So um, when all of this happened and it was such a godsend and such a blessing um, to me that this all worked and so many people contributed to opening up the shop, um, my dream was to go to that and to win. And one of the reasons, not only was it for, for me personally, but it was a great way, because I had no money for advertising, to, to make a brand. And so I, in the governor's office, when I worked in appointments with you, Matt, mm-hmm. um, I was able to, um, and appointments is appointing people to, right. um, to state boards and commissions when you work for the governor. Um, I, w- I was, we'd write our own press releases and send them down to communications. So I knew how to write a press release. I've always said that everything, you know, everything that every job you've ever done, or every person that you meet, all matters in your life, you know? So I was able to do that. And then back then, you know, I would um, go to radio stations. I actually, that's how I met Deb Hart. <laughs> um, so I would get here at like two or three in the morning bake everything, then um, get all the pies together when it was National Pie Day and take them um, to the radio stations. And I wrote press releases as well. And after I had won, um, people were excited because it was something to say. You know, it was news. So I would bring my blueberry raspberry pie, which was my first win, and um, and ate it. And so I, I got more and more people that would hear about it. Uh, I also did the Chris Holman show, and I went to him and said, but it, wouldn't this be really cute if... Um, if you um, call the shop, you know, we had a specific day, and I would do um, a little story, because each of my pies have a story, and again, that's to, to um, pay tribute to my grandma and my aunts and my mom, who um, didn't cure cancer or anything, but made a damn good pie. And you know what I mean? There's something about that that's very, very worthy and has merit. And so... Um, so they each have a little mantra like that, and I would read the story to Chris, and it was all, I had a little pink princess phone, of course, and I only had one line back then, and so I would call, and I had a little sign up here that said, on live radio, and wait here until I'm done, and um, and so then they would call in, and they would have to guess the pie, and then they would, whoever won, would come in and get the pie. So again, that was another way for me to bring more people. And the press releases after I won, I would send them to State Journal and to all over. And then they would put them in, and um, so I kept doing that. And then I would I would go to the TV stations and say, "Do you need a baking person?" And they would say yes. And somehow I had enough realness <laughs> to let them um, whatever it is to let them. Um, let me do that. So I did that a lot in Grand Rapids, here in Detroit, um, excuse me, here in Lansing, and then in Detroit as well. So talk about your Today Show visit and the Steve Harvey visit. So Okay, so the Today Show was when I won the, the, so after I kept winning and kept winning, and then, um, so they asked. Kept winning, kept winning. I'm sorry. Oh, it's awesome. Oh my gosh. We're we're all sitting, by the way, under the blue ribbons. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I remember I remember hearing the first time that the, the, a pie from Lansing won the national uh, pie contest and not knowing it was you. No. Like, oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. So was, Willard, Willard Scott was so that yeah, Willard set? Scott. He was so sweet. For those who remember him, um, actually, um, so because I had won, they asked me to to come back and be um, one of the people they followed. I don't, I don't. They don't do it anymore. And it happened to be um, that I won out of the 161 pies, and that was an endearing story because. Um, someday I need to write a book, <laughs> um, another book. But um, I, I had my brother-in-law Tom had helped us with this whole shop, and he had passed away of brain cancer. Um, and he was a huge pie lover. Um, the week before I went down, and so I'd, I had this pie in my mind of like that I wanted to do, and I wanted to pay tribute to Tom, who was a state trooper. And all of them knew, you know, back mm-hmm. in the days when we worked in the governor's office, right. the detail. They all were like. Linda Hunt, are you in relation to Tom Hunt? He's a legend in the state police. <laughs> and I'm like, and he goes, he's a big pie lover. So um, so anyway, I, um, I went down and um, they followed me, but they didn't really think I was going to win. Um, and so um, ended up that I won the whole deal. And so the pictures over there of you see me crying um, are two reasons. One of them um, was because I won, and as I just mentioned, I had watched that when I was in my lowest, thinking I wasn't smart enough, good enough, um, not not a good enough baker, not not any of those things, which is what depression tells you. And um, and then I won, and then I won for Tom, and I had never made that pie, and it beat everybody's, and nothing will ever beat that in my life as far as... Um, Besides having my children and now my grandchild, but um, as so far the, the as a business, ti- the first time you ever made that pie yeah. was the time it won the it, national. Exactly, tri- that's insane. Yeah, that's incredible. It, it was all again, you know. Such I've just been blessed, and so with that, that brought magazine articles and national attention to the shop, and that's how, um, that's how the whole Mitt Romney thing happened, and all of that, but. Back to the. I like um, how you just like, oh, that whole Mitt Romney thing. No big Everybody deal. Knows about I know, that. I know. Then the well, Pope came. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. What Did was you the know p- that? That was supposed to be hush hush. Oh, no. sorry. <laughs> no. Um, what was the pie? The, win, the winning pie. T- it's uh, t- Tom. It's named after Tom, so what, they're all named it? after it's um, cherries, blueberries, dried cherries, and orange zest. Again, a super taster would be the only. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, that's one of our most popular pies. Along is it the with cherry cherry, cherry berry berry is probably yeah. what you're thinking. Yes. Yeah. So cherry berry berry, and it's so wonderful because we live in Michigan with all the the cherries, and I wanted cherries to be the dominant, you know, flavor here. So we've won actually won six cherry pie first places out of all those. But so back to that. That's how that happened, and so they asked me back the next year because I had won. That's when I was with Willard Scott on the Today Show. Um, and that's an interesting story because they canceled us. So there I was on the front page of the State Journal saying, tune in on the Today Show the next day at 9 o'clock. And this was 10 years ago, actually, this month in April. Wow. Um, and so when that happened, they bumped us to the, the 9 o'clock hour. And um, this area didn't have the Today Show mm. on then. And oh, I'm like, oh. Oh, oh I just feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> Everyone thinks I'm a liar, and then I'm really not on there, you know. And um, as it turned out, a lot of people ended up watching it or seeing it. But I had time to talk with with Willard, and he suffered from depression. Um, and he said he was always bumped um, from the Today Show because they thought he was a laugh. But he was a beloved person and a wonderful personality. But the Steve Harvey Show happened, I think, four years ago. Um, and they called and wanted, and that was right when my cookbook came out and I was doing um, the TV show for PBS. It was all at the same time we were opening, it was five years ago, we were opening up the shop in Grand Rapids and um, I was stretched um, and super, super busy here. And they asked me to be on and I actually just said no. I just said, I, I just, I am done with all of the winnings. <laughs> Um, I just didn't want to compete anymore. And believe it or not, I'm not a competitor. I'm one of those ones that, you know, oh, I'm so happy I won, but I'm so sorry you lost. You know what I mean? And so it's really hard on my heart. I'm sure um, bakers across the country are grateful that you, right? you hung it up. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I don't know. Whatever, however you answer Finally the a chance to win again. <laughs> um, 
but so they they kept calling me and calling me the producer did and I said no we'll come there and then you have to come to Chicago and it's only we we searched the whole internet and we want you and the other baker that we want is from New York and it's the New York um, New York Pie Company and I remember seeing him on the internet and um, way when, before I started and thinking again it was one of those I wish I could be as you know that good and so um, they tucked me into it and so they came here and did all the b-roll and then um, then I went there and it was an audience thing and that's why I decided to do it so it was our sticky toffee pudding caramel apple pie which is a comedy wow. I know that was in food and wine magazine that, sounds amazing. And that was in oh my gosh so many uh, it was in Zagat it won um, so it won one of the best pies in a nation from food and wine all sorts of different wins um, and um, it also won, that was my last time I competed, it won the 100 year anniversary Best in Show. Um, so that was my second Best in Show. Did, did I mention that? Or did, did. we talk about yeah, the we, second we Best in Show? Well, okay. we, we mentioned two. We didn't get Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just making sure. So that was my second. Sorry. Um, but so that won that, and that um, was why they wanted me to compete because Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey loves apple pie. So we wanted the Best in the Nation, and then we. We won that one too. <laughs> so, so when Steve Harvey announced the results, did he get your name right, or did he announce the other person first? As the <laughs> Funny. That was kind of a really that was bad, bad mess yeah. up, wasn't yeah. it? Um, no, he got my name right. Okay, good. Well, that's the one that matters. It was really yeah. good. He danced all day. It was really cute. He danced all over the stage. Um, and he afterwards said, you know, he pulled me aside and he goes, I'm not kidding. That was the best damn pie I've ever had. I better have one in my dressing room. And I did. I made him one too. So, um, so yeah, so that was a, that was a good one. And then the, the last one we won, and again, you know, um, and this was again, one of my most proud moments that was, if you look behind you there, you'll see the little, that was USA Today put us as, um, one of the 20 most legendary pie shops in the country twice so that was really big wow. for again the brand and the people behind it because yes I may have started it and yes I you know have a lot to do with its success but all of my wonderful bakers that have been here most of them from the beginning um, and a lot of them are some of them are retirees I have um, stay-at-home moms you know we have 40 some people in both shops and um, they happen to be all women I'm really proud of that that just is I think again who we attract mostly and um, we've had a few men but only a few out of all of the times and I think it's just again people that um, have a calling to cooking and baking and and um, again this isn't something to dismiss this is a gift you know when um, when you have that so it's a wonderful culture here, as you all can see, and we have a lot of people. That woman that was here earlier was just staring at everybody. <laughs> she likes to see that. And all the, throughout the years that's happened, you always want to say, hey, do you want a spatula, you know, and help us back here? <laughs> um, but did so, that answer everything, Matt? It, it, yes. Okay. Yeah. I did want to add, my, my dad is a faithful listener of the podcast. Mm. He's also a uh, a pie maker, a pie baker, um, and it's actually, it was, I have a picture in my phone still, uh, this summer when we came to visit, took my son, took my son to get cherries, and they made a cher their first cherry pie, so I'm curious, he, he's, he doesn't have a shop or anything, he hasn't won any awards, but do you have any, like, one piece of advice for a pie maker at home as to how to improve their craft? Crust, you know, every layer is really important. So I teach in baking class, and this goes with any type of cooking or baking. So you can't have a good pie if, if, if you don't have a good crust, and you don't have a good filling, and you don't have a good top. So um, so everything has to be, you know, honed. A good crust, of course, is, you know, is legendary and very important. So um, for that, you know, um, everyone has their preference. Um, we use butter here, and we use cream cheese for our crust. Um, and that's oh what gosh. makes it so flaky and delicious. Um, but some people are, you know, love lard. You know, if you go to Frankenmuth and go to their pie shops. Um, but to me, lard doesn't have flavor as a super taster. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'm not sure um, I would want to know what the taste of lard is <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I was a super taster. It, it makes great flakes, but not so much flavor. So butter gives everything flavor, but it's not going to give the flakes. So a lot of people use shortening there. Shortening's come a long way since I started. My mom always made a Crisco crust, you know, and if you're gonna do shortening, you gotta use Crisco, and now they have the zero trans fat, and so there's a lot of, um, so, so figure out your crust, 
make sure it's divine and then you're filling and anything that you're doing with <laughs> no pressure just, just make sure it's divine yes. once you've figured out the divine part no then let's move on to this next step <laughs> yeah that was wow well, a little grandiose type of thing to say but anyway um yeah so then once you get that and then you're filling and i'm a big lover of citrus so if you're going to do cherries you know always use um, any type of fruit filling whether it's a blueberry or a raspberry or cherries or rhubarb or peaches and blackberries, all those wonderful things that we have here. Um, I use some type of citrus. So whether it's a lime zest or, you know, a, a orange or lemon, I use one of those for all of them. And that, again, that just brings up your flavor. It brings a lovely, fresh, you know, flavor that just a bland, and, and never used a can, never use canned fruit either frozen or fresh so i have to know what is your favorite thing that you make and what is the best seller so you know i get that question a lot <laughs> that's really tough um i'm a big seasonal person so um in our and we have you know a little farm at is what i call it um and we have um, rhubarb patches i have peach trees blueberries raspberries, um, blackberries. So I enjoy using all of that at home. And that really helped me, again, hone my skill, you know, as far as using fruit. So a seasonal person, um, being that, I always, which is so wonderful because we're getting so back to that, the farm to table. Um, So you're using what's in season. So right now, rhubarb is almost in season. And huge rhubarb lover i've decided after all these years you either hate rhubarb or you (laughs) love it there's no in-betweens and um i think a lot of people put rhubarb like because people used to chew it as kids i don't know if you ever did that like at your grandma's house take a stock stock and chew it and so it's it's yucky sour but if you make it right so rhubarb pie rhubarb custard is one of my all-time favorites um for this season and then and then of course strawberry season so i'm a big we have amazing strawberry cream pie that my grandma used to make that is a favorite um then their apple that sticky toffee pudding caramel apple pie um is wonderful pecan during the holidays we do a holiday pie all of that (laughs) (laughs) it's a loaded question so it's really hard our cookies you know are are again there's huge sellers um and I, I, I love them all. I, our scones. So if I'm having tea, I'd like a you know scone mm-hmm. or you know a lemon ginger. If you know I'm on the run, a molasses right out of the oven. That was my breakfast for I don't know how many years, um, which is pro- probably why I have autoimmune <laughs> issues now. Um, but yeah, it's hard to say. Um, our cherry berry berry pie and our Tom's pie are popular. The, you know, bestsellers all year round. But again, when you're talking about seasonal pies, so the strawberry rhubarb, and we only do it the strawberry rhubarb when strawberry season is here mm-hmm. and the rhubarb season. So it's just a little two week, three week period, and we can't keep those here. And then when apple season, we only use Michigan apples. And so, um, and people really, you know, are tuned to that. And um, when someone wants an apple pie in June, you know, we just don't do that and they're disappointed. But, you know, you just, Eat, what kind of apple are you going to get in June? You know what I mean? Right. That's going to taste good and not be from China or not China, sorry, Mexico. Um, <laughs> um, so Stay away from those Chinese apples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that answered kind of Do you order pie when you go out? Oh, you know, I'm a dessert person, so yes. Okay. I do. I, um, you know, um, not as much as I used to. I always did. And our key lime pie, that's an, we have two first places in those, our key lime raspberry, our key lime. Those are another one of our most popular. And every time I go to Florida and everybody I know, and again, I, I don't mean to boast, um, but um, there just isn't a better one than ours. And that, um, and I, 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 I just say that not just from me, but from everybody that I know that tries to eat them down there. But the secret's in the crust in that. It's not just graham crackers, you know. It's divine. Again, it's divine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having us. And oh, thank you great. for the scones. This has been a blast. Answered all your questions. Yes. Yes. And yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This means so much to me. This again. It's been fun to see you, you again and to hear the story. I've always wanted to hear the story behind this. And so yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much, It's guys. been Linda Hunt, Sweet Delicious I uh, love oatmeal. Bakery. Yeah. Did you know I love oatmeal? We have a great oatmeal you, cookie, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get some of those. 
Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, well, let's get into the let's get into the questions here. Okay, you ready for yeah, some questions? Let's start the cold oatmeal podcast. Okay, I have a debate question. Let's get a little a little talk radio debate going. Oh no, Owen, what is your favorite pop pop pie? Cherry pie. Cherry pie. Cooper, no doubt. what is your favorite pop pop pie? Pumpkin pie. Okay, go at it. Why? Why is cherry better than pumpkin? Why is pumpkin better than cherry? Because pumpkins are better than cherries. They're the big orange round things. Cherries are just tiny. Do you have a counterpoint? Nope. But cherries are better. Cherries are better. down. I don't think you either. I don't think either of you really understand the point of of yeah, debate. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't come up with any points or anything. So. You didn't come up with any points for why the cherry pie is better than the pumpkin no, pie. No, because I wanted to ask Pop Pop whether the cherry pie had more or less sugar. That's a good question. Pumpkin pie definitely has more sugar. Well, that's probably why you like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love sugar. <laughs> hey, I ate a cinnamon roll this morning. I so know, you mainlined the whole like cinnamon that. roll right and before we sat down. Sugar, so I like sugar. And it's that's, like wh- that's why you're bouncing around in the chair you're sitting in. It's yeah, like I'm the bouncing du- around, bounce, bounce, <laughs> bounce. It's like that Dunkin' Donuts um, commercial. America runs on Dunkin', but Cooper runs on sugar. That's right. Sugar. <laughs> okay. Well, since the f- debate theory didn't work, since you guys can't debate, yeah. you just love the pies. Yeah. Do you, um, this is a, like I said, a holiday episode. You did a podcast about what you call the podcast you did before. Remember what you called that? Sports and holidays. Sports and holidays. Oh yeah. Is do you Cooper? Do you have a do you have a favorite memory of hanging out with Pop Pop? Um. You were telling me earlier what's your favorite what's your favorite thing to. do? It was last year when we had Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? We always get to go visit them for Thanksgiving, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite part about visiting? Um, that we get to see them and hang out. Yeah. And pumpkin pie. <laughs> what about you, Owen? Um, You've spent some summers with Pop-Pop and Grandma. Do you have yeah. any special memories? Any? F- I think it was like a few... Um, Thanksgivings ago, we were making this pie. I, I was hoping to make the best pie, the cherry pie, the greatest pie the of worst all time. Pie. The goat of pies. <laughs> the goat of pies. Oh, that m- helps me remember this. Grandma, which has nothing to do with this. <laughs> um, she would beg. She would beg to differ. We found a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of goats. <laughs> and the other side of the street from our window. That's you can right. talk normally, just so you know. Yeah, you can't talk. Goats. You remember all the goats? Yeah, I remembered the goats. That's what I'm just talking about. I, th- I think that was Grandma's highlight of Thanksgiving, is the goats. And Aunt Sue's highlight. Goats. Okay. I love well, goats with the big horns. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, Owen, go on. We're making the greatest of all time of pies, the goat. And... We we ran out of something like almonds. What's uh, up with the goat? Almonds like something. Almond extract. Oh yeah. He, so me and Papa we we were supposed to put in two drops of almond e- extract, but there was only one drop left in the bottle. So we had to go all the way to the store for one drop of almond extract. Extract. Say Just saying that five times right. Um, <laughs> and so we came back with a whole new bottle. And Pop-Pop was going to put it in, but he put in, like, 20 drops. <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot of drops. And he told me not to tell anybody, <laughs> but this is... But now you're telling the world. Yes, everybody. My grandpa, my Pop-Pop, put way too much almond extract in a cherry, cherry pie. pie. 
Okay, so backstory on what you just heard. That's, uh, those are my sons, Owen and Cooper. We had to go back in the archives of the Cold Oatmeal folder to find that. They did a, a podcast for their uh, grandfather last Father's Day. So after spending some time this morning talking with, uh, with Linda and Sweetie Licious about pies, I thought their opinion on the pies needed to be heard. So I agree with Cooper. You're a pumpkin person? Mm-hmm. Down with pumpkin? Mm-hmm. Owen's definitely right. Mm-hmm. Team Owen. The goat? Uh. Yeah, the goat. The goat of pies? I think cherry pie is just too much. I don't know. Pumpkin's, I don't know. It's more subtle. Yeah. Do we have to just pick between those two? <laughs> yes, you have to. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think both of them are fine. <laughs> but I like key lime pie the best. Oh, that's a good one. Joe thinks key lime pie is stupid. He probably does because I like it. I don't think I've ever even had a key lime pie. That's unfortunate. Yeah, no. It's really good. So, Nick, coming out of the meeting conversation with Linda, you had a question for the group, I think. Yeah, and I, well, I, I was curious because I'd never heard of the super taster thing. <laughs> I, w- I wonder, and I'm, I'm serious about this, I wonder if Laura and I, who get ridiculed a bit around the office for being picky eaters, if Laura and I are actually super tasters. If no. we have this superpower yep. and our palates are refined to a point where... <laughs> where nothing is good. Where I love no, my well-done hamburger. Uh, <laughs> I think you're the opposite yeah. of a super taster. You're an undertaster. Because you like s- such simple foods that don't have a lot of flavor. But couldn't that be, Laura? Couldn't that be <laughs> that we prefer the simpler foods because we our palate picks up all of the nuances and the flavors and, the, and everything that goes into the other things. Um, and, 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 and rejects we just, them? And we reject them. <laughs> you are overstimulated. I, mean, I really Correct. think that this explains everything for me. I, so I, you're a super taster who hates everything. <laughs> you're, you're a picky super taster. I mean, you hate taster. everything too. So. No, I don't. I'll eat pretty much anything other than the crappy lasagna they serve at the <laughs> whatchamacallit lunch we go to every couple months. <laughs> that is pretty bad. No, I think you guys are for sure under tasters because if you actually had the full spectrum of tastes, you would probably find one or two additional things that you enjoyed. But since you condiments, are, they're amazing. You guys should try them. You like one condiment? Do you like ketchup? I love ketchup. There we go. Um, <laughs> then if we are under tasters, it's not our fault. You were you born that way. Born this way. A break. Yeah. You're differently abled, and we applaud that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's a good. I like that. Had any of you ever heard of the term super taster before? Yeah, I had. Really? Yeah. I had never heard that. Before. I had never heard that either. I know that was new. I watch the Food Network sometimes. Yeah. I hadn't heard it, but now I desperately want to be it. How do you? How did? She, how did she find out she was one? You take a test or something? What's the well, deal? Her daughter told her because her daughter went to school and became a food Food scientist. Food scientist. Food scientist. We should get online. Well, I'm sure mean? there's I mean, a BuzzFeed quiz. That yeah. How do, tell how, do you, how do you tell? How do you lick these 17 things? Her daughter just came and told her like that is that's not good enough. It's for probably me. like those people who can drink a glass of wine and tell you everything that's in that glass of wine. You know, all the different flavors or you can eat a piece of pie and you can say these are exactly everything that's in this pie. All the spices, everything. But might we that should, only we be should a get better some Coke, some RC Cola, some <laughs> Pepsi, and tr- yeah, do Nick's super taster I, test here and see. Make sure that. he can. I don't drink pop. Well, I'm, Nick can be your representative, <laughs> the super taster representative. We'll do a Coke taste test. We probably only have room for one super taster in, on the team. Anyway. Well, that's good. So if Nick wants to be the super taster. <laughs> All right, we should do that. That's, that'll be a later episode, and we will come back to this. We will bring a number of numbers of foods together. And let Nick taste them. Awesome. I think, I think, you're, I think you're gonna fail. You that. I, I, I think it's harder than you think. What, I the think Pepsi it's a challenge. Yes. No. no I, I think pop is too easy. What would yeah. be harder is like baby food. That's hard. Or like different um, extracts. Well, what is the extracts <laughs> thing? Like how does how what like, is yeah, what is that? Like vanilla, almond. almond you just extract. like drop just something on it. his tongue, and you're like, "What's this?" <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly oh, open right. Up. Yeah, but no one What's does that. Flavor? So like, how are you going to know what it is? Oh, that's definitely we almond all bring extract. Our favorite thing. I could, could probably do that. Could you do that? that? Yeah, I think I could do I think that I too. Could do it. Yeah. You could peg vanilla or almond extract. Yes, I could tell the difference for sure. Oh, that's easy. 
I think that'd be easy too. I mean, they're not this, they're different things. Like, yeah. Do you I think that <laughs> Nick? Do you think that would be easy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> easy. Questioning a super taster status. Either way, there'll be a taste test. I wonder time. if like every superhero power, if being a superhero or being a super taster becomes a burden <laughs> at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick, is your life <laughs> overly burdened? Fatigued at having to taste every little taste. You know what I struggle with a little bit sometimes? Public expectations. <laughs> to be honest with you. And I think that's a little bit the way Superman feels and Spider Man feels. They struggle under the weight of that. No. No. I'm I'm not Just saying I bear the same burden, everything. but but yeah, I, I think about it sometimes. Well, what, what's the team going to say when I order this today? Oh, well, I'm going to do it because <laughs> I'm not going to eat something else. I'm not going to make myself unhappy just because the they're going to they're, they're <laughs> grimace at me. Meat, cheese, and the bun. Yep, that's right. That's all you need. Yep. You, should write, you should add the super taster to your comic book plans. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can add a character. For Actually, the, I think resume. Taster. Yeah. I think I think if you just had Nick Delu super, super taster, taster on your resume, you'd get every job. My favorite went. part of the week so far was this morning when Nick said, "I'm so grateful that you're here," and then he continued on to say, "Because I'm picky like that." <laughs> 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 I still appreciate it though. Team super taster. Yep. That's right. Good. Well, I had fun visiting Linda. She was a hoot. Yeah. yeah. And our kitchen is full of stuff now. Those cookies are good. Cookies, pie. Scones. Scones. Good stuff. Well, thanks for all making the trip. Yeah. Uh, This is Matt Resch, the Resch Strategies team. Uh, For Joe and Nick and Nikki, Laura and Stephanie, our super taster over there in the corner. Thank you for listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Thanks to Linda Hunt of Sweet Delicious Bakery in DeWitt. Check her out. uh, Buy some pies. And we'll talk to you next time. That could be your shtick. There you go. Joe, yeah. how, how disappointed do you think Chris Johnson's going to be? I think he's going to be not happy at all. We've completely fallen off the wagon here. This is not the have direction had, we were supposed to go. Did you have a cookie or anything? I didn't did have, I didn't have one thing. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, well, aren't you the greatest? Right. It's not that hard. <laughs> it is that hard. It's <laughs> not that hard. <laughs> it is hard to be human. Pretty yeah. easy. So we're all we're all thinking we want to get in shape for the summertime and look all hot in our suits, <laughs> and then so we celebrate by going to a pie place. I already look pretty hot in my suit. But <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Matt made up for all of it though. He's drinking wheatgrass. I am. Pour another cube. Wow. So this is the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Where's <laughs> your intro? <laughs> Would have, would have been okay had we <laughs> <laughs> mentioned our guest once. <laughs>